Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. Ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to take this opportunity to tell you about an event we have coming up this summer. On Saturday, June 24th, we will be hosting the first annual Rooster Olympics. Rooster Olympics is a fundraiser for Webb Street School. Webb Street is a school that caters to individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So this, this school is near and dear to my heart. I have a lot of affection for the people that work there and the children that attend that school. So we have decided to raise some money to help them get some interactive equipment for their gymnasium. So what is Rooster Olympics? Outside of being a fundraiser, Rooster Olympics is a lot of fun. We've got games going on. So we've got five different games we're playing, and if people want to compete in these games, it's $10 to compete, and that's money that will go to the school. And each game will have a tournament, so we're going to have a cornhole tournament. Okay, cool. We're going to have a beer pong tournament, <laughs> but we'll be using water. We, wanna, you know, we don't want to encourage people getting wasted. <laughs> Uh, we're also going to have a limbo contest. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm bringing back some old school stuff yeah. here. We're going to have a pencil fight tournament. Ooh, okay, Remember pencil, pencil fighting? Yeah. Bah, I need a good right? pencil for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to have to, we're going to, we don't want no cheating, so we're going to get our own pencils. Oh. And yeah. And then the last thing will be a rooster call contest. Okay. So cool. everyone that wants to compete in these, you pay 10 bucks, and it's basically a donation to the school, and the winner of each event will get a little medal, like like little you know, Rooster Olympics medal. That's awesome. And then at the end of the at the end of the games, everyone that competes, whether you win or lose, you're automatically entered into a rock paper scissor contest to determine the actual winner of the Rooster Olympics. <laughs> so we'll have a trophy for the Rooster Olympics winner that wins the rock paper scissor tournament. And the final four that's will cool. take place on stage before the headliner. That's awesome. So that's going to be fun. So that's that the game part of Rooster Olympics. But that's not even close to what all we got going on. Uh, Ariel, tell them a little bit about the Misfit Market and what they'll be doing. So we'll have the Misfit Market out here. We'll have 20 vendors, um, local vendors. There'll be a variety of items. Try not to duplicate anything, but having a variety that everybody can enjoy and come out and shop our vendors that we have. That's right. And each of those 20 vendors are making a donation uh, to, to participate in this event, which yep. will also be money that we're raising for the school. Yep. Um, now, none of this will be possible without the sponsors that we were able to, to reel in. So I want to go ahead and take a moment to thank First Horizon Bank, Kingsway, Sundrop, The Threshold Media Group, and Rock Lab Records. The, all of these companies made donations to help us offset the cost of the outdoor stage, awesome. the lights, sound, and power. And you heard that right, outdoor stage. That means we've got two stages. We're going to have music inside and outside all day long. 
Our doors will open at noon and the music will start at two. So we've got some great, great bands coming. Scars Remain is one of them. That's awesome. And uh, as you can see the graphic on the screen now, these are all 12 bands that will be performing at Rooster Olympics. And I want to give a shout out to Missy at Creative Music Management, who is not only a sponsor for this event as well, but is also the the, the promoter that, that brought all these bands together for this show. She did a really good job. Yeah, so thank you so much, Missy, for everything you do. In addition to all of this, we're going to have two food trucks, a dessert tent, and Cavendish Brewery will be on site. That's right. Shout out to Scott at Cavendish for participating. They've agreed to bring some of their product outside. And you're asking, where is this all going to happen? Well, it's in the parking lot behind our building. We've permitted the back parking lot, so you can take your drinks outside, and Cavendish can be on site. They'll be pouring beers, and they're going to donate a portion of their sales as well to the school. That's amazing. Amazing. That's right. But wait, there's more. more. That's right. We have a raffle going on. And we're raffling off not one, not two, but three brand new guitars. Thanks to Missy at Creative Music Management for donating a purple Schecter G6. Big shout out and thanks to Urban Woodstock for donating the Jackson uh, electric guitar. And Dove Cage, the band, has donated a brand new bass guitar. That's awesome. So there are three opportunities to win guitars in this raffle. And in addition to the guitars, we'll be raffling off merch bundles all day long from the bands and from the rooster. That's cool. That is so awesome. So raffle tickets are $5. You can actually get those now. Uh, look for Creative Music Management on social media and reach out to them. They're the ones uh, hosting the raffle. You can go ahead and purchase tickets in advance for the raffle. And you don't even have to be here to win. No. You can win a guitar and not even show up. But we encourage you to come. Yeah, come and enjoy it. So let me get this straight. Saturday, June 24th, Rooster Olympics. We've got two stages, 12 bands, games, 20 vendors, two food trucks, beer, dessert, and a raffle with three guitars. How much is all this going to cost? Well, you might think this is going to be an expensive show, but it's really not. We're only charging $10 a ticket, and that's thanks to our sponsors. That's awesome. That's right. So for 10 bucks, you can come party all day, have fun all day, shop, get entertained, drink, whatever you want to do. This is an all-ages show. It's family-friendly. We will have some Web Street representatives on site. That's good. See so if anybody wants more information about what they do or wants to make a donation. Yeah. And look, you know, if you can't come but you want to support, buy a raffle ticket. Buy a ticket to the show. You don't have to show up. It's only $10. Up, but we hope you do. And uh, look, you know, this is this is just one thing that we can do to give back to the community that we serve, the community that's keeping us going, keeping us in business. And uh, thanks to everyone involved, thanks to all of our sponsors, thanks to Missy at Creative Music Management for putting the show together. Big thank you to all of the bands that are performing this on, at this show. Uh, I can't say enough about how proud I am of the work that we're able to do to give back. So check us out Saturday, June 24th, first annual Rooster Olympics, and hopefully we're so successful that we get to do it again next year. That'd be awesome. Peace and love. But no, yeah, he was telling me uh, disaster prevention and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was a lot I, I mean, of I'm excited to see it. Like, I was, I've been watching, you know, ever since I got involved with CMM, you know, I've been keeping up with everybody, following, mm -hmm. subscribing, and stuff. And I went back and watched the videos you do have on YouTube. 
you know, and, and when he said y'all were shooting a video and it's like the first time you're doing like an actual concept, that, that's really cool. Like, I can't wait yeah. to see it. Yeah. You know I mean, it's, it's going to be fun. I mean, you guys are pros. I love it. I don't know about pros. I don't, we we, we should sure try. We're, we're pretending to be pros. <laughs> make it till you make it. That's what I'm doing. Make it till you make it. We might actually do something. We might actually do something. Through right, experience, yeah. you will become pros. Yeah, I didn't go to broadcasting school. Nothing qualifies me to do this, but I'm going to yeah, keep doing go. it right. until yeah. it catches fire. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Most of what we're entertained in right now, most of what we're entertained in right now with YouTubes and certain segments and stuff like that, there's no pre-qualification any of these people had either. Yeah. There's no, you know. I have a passion to do this. It's a whole new landscape. Yeah. Right. Like a completely new landscape. I mean, we're all pioneers, right? Right yeah. now. Like we're all like the so, gold yeah. rushers of, you know, yeah. 1800s. Like we're yeah. all going, you know, now we have so much fucking access to right. everything. We don't have to pay for special so, representation yeah. to, be able to get our talent out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, right. and it's interesting. I mean, and it is interesting. Like I have love and respect for anybody that's able to like figure out a way to make it, even if it's ridiculous. Like some of the stuff you see on online is so Dumb. Yeah. But but you know they're making it. I feel more like Castaway. I make fire. <laughs> I make fire. Fire. That's <laughs> it. Well, what what I was saying was like Kevin Udy, who's now like uh, he's a personality, he, he, he TikTok personality, and he's he was a cop in Belmont that was I guess in his downtime was doing little TikTok videos that were entertaining people, and now he's opening shows he's emceeing shows all over the southeast you know he's got a, a, a whole nother career now out of just being interesting online and you know it's not my cup of tea i'm, I'm not, not interesting <laughs> yeah I, yeah I, I a lot of times i i feel like i'm not interesting enough or like yeah. what i call imposter syndrome because yeah. like this isn't what yeah. i've done forever right. but it's like i've leaned into it you know as uncomfortable as it as it can be i'm leaning into Hawker being this leaning into it. <laughs> You know, people keep telling me, like, you know, people keep telling me that, you know, they keep thanking me and appreciating what I'm doing, and they're yeah, telling me that, you absolutely. know, I'm the face of the rooster. So it's like, all right, fuck it. Let's, let's do yeah. it, you know, like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never really cared about what people thought of me, but now I, I'm kind of conscious of it. Like, yeah. got to yeah, make sure yeah. I don't say something that's going to piss somebody off. That well, kind of thing. You're not just a spot on the map anymore for the scene. You're an interactive part of it. Right. Yeah. Is, from, from, my, from my standpoint, watching your podcast in the past, and I, I, I haven't watched a, a few of your past ones, uh, the most recent ones, but uh, my only tip would be to speak up a little bit louder. Yeah. You seem very quiet. and uh, I'm modest. Yeah. You know, I'm, I don't like – there was a guy in here – uh, uh, last weekend, we had a hip-hop show. And there's a guy that come in here to talk to me, and he, he was a student at the college when I went and did a spot on the, the show there for Access TV. And he approached me as I was leaving and told me he's doing this <laughs> entertainment thing. He's involved. He's trying to get entertainment, and you know, he'd like to come check it out. So he finally came and checked the place out for this hip-hop show. And, he, and I guess he didn't realize like what we have here because he was – they're all struck by, mm -hmm. by, by what we have here. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you need to be more like out there. He's like, you're too, you're too mellow. You're too quiet. And I'm like, that's not who I, I'm not the pound my chest. Right. Look at me kind of guy. 
And, and Sorry, I'm, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I am animated. I, I can be animated. Are you one of those knuckle draggers we were talking about? <laughs> no, okay, no he's not a knuckle dragger. <laughs> but, you know, Ricky Brackman from Headbangers Ball, he wasn't like, you know, flamboisterous or anything like that. He right. let his his guests be that part that, of the show. So Ricky, him and Matt Penfield. Yeah. Matt Penfield did it really well yeah. too. Like just not, because like, I, I never want it to be about me. It's For me, it's all about, the, I don't feel like the value that I'm bringing to this scene is the platform. And I can right. use this platform to try to be a star or I can use a platform to help others, you know, be the star. Be the yeah. star, and that's that, I'm more interested in that than right. I am making it about me. Sure. So with and that said, humility's got to lead with that, right? Yeah. And, that, and that's and I, and I and I think we all get that, you yeah. know. So with that said, let's talk about some local stars. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> we're here with uh, the uh, Josh and the two Jeremys from Strike the Tower. Yeah. Say hey, fellas. What's up, What's guys? Going? Strike the Tower was just here for the birthday bash show, and you're coming back for the Rooster Olympics. Thank you very, very much yes. for that, by the way. Can't wait for that show. Very excited. Yeah. Um, but the first thing I want to ask is, is I want to know about how you guys came together as a band. Um, you know, I've seen you, all of you have been in here either to play or support other bands, and, and I appreciate that. You're, you're a huge part of the scene. You're a big part of the CMM family. Talk to me how you guys, or talk to me about how you guys became Strike the Tower. Okay, well, um, you, you know, it, it, we're old school Charlotte. Like, like we're, we're not, you know, spring chickens by any means. Uh, you know, you look at us, we're spanning we're upper 30s to upper 40s. So we remember, you know, Charlotte back in the mid-90s. That's where we kind of started out. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, clubs like, um, you know, Tabloids Live. Jeremiah's, Jeremiah's, wow. uh, Sound Factory, you know, oh, yeah. uh, was another one like oh, yeah. Tremont, uh, Tabloids, Heretics. Mm -hmm. That's an old school one. I don't yeah. know if you guys remember much about around the university area, but Heretics was a big one for us. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been around for a long time, and, and we were also obviously we were in, in the scene, <laughs> right. not just participants, but we were playing in that with a band. We've been together for thirty-three years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, as teens, we were on that scene, and then yeah. And, and, and we, we've been around for a good little while. And, um, you know, we went on to chase a couple of, you know, our careers and our, our kids and marriages and things like that. It was probably about somewhere like eight to 10 year hiatus. And um, me and my brother got back together again uh, and just started jamming. Just, he got, he come back out of the Navy and was, was back in town. And I had a couple of songs that I just noodled with and he was kind of getting into recording and, um, we wrote a couple of songs together and then decided that, hey, maybe maybe we should just try to record it, you know. And uh, that's when uh, I found Josh online. And, um, so you Jason, found Josh online through, like, like a Craigslist listing? Yeah, was it Craigslist or was it... Um, was it Bands in Town? Bands in Town or something yeah, like that? Bands in Town or... or it was some kind of band-building website where you could go and uh, you could pay a subscription to... <laughs> to communicate of, with other musicians. Yeah, to communicate with other musicians. Right. But you you could create a listing for free, but if you wanted to actually like message people, you had to pay. Okay. So what I did was in my little profile, my bio section, I put my phone number in there. Nice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I would not Brave. recommend putting your yeah. phone number on the internet by any means. Unless you're desperate for a band. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but at any rate, uh, uh, this was like 2013 whenever I did that. And then next thing I know, it's like 2015, I get a phone call out of the blue from these guys from... Right some website that I put my name on two years prior. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah. Josh, what, did you grow up in the Charlotte scene? No, I did not. I actually grew up in the Columbia music scene okay. in South Carolina. 
and where I was a member of a band called Israel Sun. Okay. After the Silver Chair song? Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. Nice. That's crazy. You pulling it, pulling it out, Pulled man. Reference, good. That's cool. Oh, they're one of my favorite bands. Oh, that. <laughs> well, so, so were you still in Columbia when these guys called you? No, I, I moved here whenever I was t about twenty years old, and um, it was a revolving door of musicians trying to find uh, somebody to play with. Nothing was ever working out, and then, like I said, this guy hit me up, and we just hit it off. It was like family instantly. Yeah. That is that is one of the coolest things about this band. I have to say is is we have taken the BS out of it completely. Um, it's it's one of those things that um, even even Brady Brady or well Jester I should say, uh, but uh, he is our he's our newest member and um, he's been with us for two years and it two. really feels like he's been with us for decades. Yeah, and um, yeah, we, and that's how you know. Yeah, that's yeah, how well, you when know you remove when you remove ego, you can go so much further. percent. So that that's really what it gets. I'm not saying that we don't have our disagreements, and I don't say we don't we don't we don't. Nah, but you know, but 95 percent of it is focused on what we are doing and what we love about what we've created. And we keep each other in check. We stay honest with each other. We vocalize mm -hmm. our problems and we work past it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. What when now when you first called Josh to come sing. You, your voice is amazing, dude. I, mm, yeah, you're, you got a great rock and roll voice, right. like no question. You should you hear guys, his country voice. You, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you have a country voice? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, now? Okay. Watch your broken dreams dancing out of the beams of a neon moon. <laughs> well, you Not guys, you shabby. guys must have been beside yourselves though when you found. When you found Josh come in, because absolutely, it's it's so hard to find a, a singer that's that talented that doesn't have ego. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah that that is um, critical. Like like we've we've been through several singers. I'm not saying that they they've all had Talk egos, about me. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, the, you know, Jeremy and I. Speaking of, of Jeremy and Jason and I, we we've been through several of them, and um, we've we've really tried to focus on the ones that were or non-drama and Josh seems to be there. Right. You know, and us. as far as stylistically too, Josh has that, you know, he, he's not a primary guttural cookie monster vocalist. You know, we yeah. wanted someone that sang. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And that's not poo-pooing anybody that just strictly does the, the, the throat throughout their entire music. We just wanted something that... Well, your music lends itself to a, a more clear voice. Correct. You know, <clears throat> you're, I mean... I've, I, I don't like comparing bands right, or nothing, yeah, yeah. but you have a sound, you, 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 you remind me a lot of like the early 2000s rock and roll bands, you know, yeah. like you know, your Breaking yeah. Benjamins, your Three Days Grace, you know, your Chevelles, that yeah. kind of, that's kind of the, the yeah. wheelhouse you guys are in. And that sound doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't, it's not as good when you're screaming over it. Right. You know, sure. Now, yeah. you know, you go back, you know, I love all the metal, all the rock. I'm, I'm into all of it. I, I've joked a lot about the people that fight over subgenres and stuff, and it's like, no, if it's good, it's good. Right, right. And and you know, I don't want to poo-poo any. You know, I listen to a lot of screaming metal. Yeah, right? mm, same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but you're but you're right. The the way you guys write music, you need a guy that can sing, and you know, it's and it's fun when a guy can sing and go back and forth. You know, I think yeah. all that remains is is kind of the one of the best examples of a guy who can scream really well. And sing really well. Yeah. Right. And, right. But but I, just, I love your voice, Josh. I do. Yeah. Thank it's, you. It's great. And then with that, with the music too, I, I'll say this: nobody in this band listens to the same bands. That's true. Really. We don't pull from the exact same influences. That's, so, that's good. 
I think what that does in turn is is that creates what we've got. Yeah. Creates a difference. Yeah. 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 What do you listen to? What are you I'm into to? like <laughs> pretty heavy, but not death metal-y, growly type stuff. Just really highly produced, uh, thick sound, uh, great production. So that's my end on it. But it is very, very heavy. Mm. Uh, growing up for me, it was grunge and alternative. Same. Yeah, same. So, uh, you know, I, I was listening to uh, you know, Third Eye Blind all the way to like uh, Pantera, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, you know, that that kind of a mix. STP was a huge one, mm -hmm. of course. And uh, nowadays I, I listen to stuff like Highly Suspect. Those guys are fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, they, they, they are very different. Mm -hmm. They're not mm -hmm. afraid to be who they are. Uh, Twelve foot ninja, same mm. way. They are who they are. Like it, love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 he and I are probably the closest in genres together. If, oh, if, if, oh. if I had to say, and another band that I really enjoy listening to now that I really didn't care much for when they started off was Thrice. Oh yeah, I love Thrice, dude. Yeah, that Thrice band is, is awesome. The yeah. way they have evolved yeah. over the years yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. Bro. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're a very like under the radar kind of underrated mm -hmm. band. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were a little more kind of screamo punk, yeah. you know, in the early days, and now I think they've found a nice little plateau, yeah. pla yeah. spot for for their sound. Yeah, yeah they've gone they've gone yeah. from the emo coffee shops, you know. To <laughs> 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 I saw them. I saw them open a show with Rise Against and Deftones. In Charlotte, yeah. uh, this kind of this had to be like 2016 or something like that, mm -hmm. and it, it was it was right when they had put that Black Honey song out. They were oh they yeah, were that, we were at that show. Album. Yeah, yeah, we were down. My wife and I were down in the pit, and my wife got to sing with Chino that night. Oh, nice. yeah, she was yeah. happy with. Oh my god, it rained that yeah, night, right? Yeah. Rain. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, we were at that show. Yeah, I think yeah. we can all agree, Deftones is definitely on our radar. Yeah, of, oh, of, yeah, of, yeah. of combined likes. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah definitely. It's, I mean, when when somebody if somebody was to say I don't like Deftones, I, I, the conversation's over. Like, like <laughs> what do we have in common? Yeah, right. Get out. Like, right. Get out. Do you even like rock and roll music? Like, right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand music? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, they're so gifted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My wife's got a tattoo of the the white pony with, oh, the, with the lyric, I could float here forever inside yeah. it. And we've nice. started to add to it. So now she's got the roses around it. Yeah. And the next part is going to be the skull. Oh, yeah. So cool. yeah. we're big Deftone fans. Yeah. She yeah. just yeah. needs yeah. to Maybe. sign it, and then she yeah. goes and gets oh, that tattoo. Yeah. He probably yeah. would, too, because he's pretty cool. Oh yeah. yeah, he's cool, dude. We got to see him at AfterShock in their hometown. That was pretty dope too. Oh, that's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but anyways, enough about <laughs> this. This isn't about Deftones. This is about right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sidetrack. So when you guys write music, like, like you know, I mentioned before, like you've got kind of like that, you know, turn of the century rock and roll sound. Um, you, you got a brother is a brother duo is your rhythm section, or do you guys write a lot, or Jeremy or, or um. Are you bringing most of the riffs in? Like, how do you guys write? No, uh, Jeremy has been probably the primary on all riffage. Uh, riffage. Brady's been able to bring his stuff in. It's a little bit uh, of a mixed bag. Um, yeah. I will, I will polish things. Yeah. Okay. Or help create. He's good at polishing the turd. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm, I'm more on the, I'm, I'm more on the audio capture side yeah. of things. Okay. So that's and, how we do that. Even I've had a few songs that I've written acoustically at home yeah. and brought to the band. I was like, hey, guys, check this out. Right. And then they take it, put their stank on it, and yeah. make yeah. it what it is. Songs like Deep End, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, bridges, mm-hmm. those were all just uh, acoustic riffs that started at home. Yeah. My next question was going to be about deep end. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's, uh-huh. let's talk for a minute about that song. We, 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 we don't even know how it began. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, we yeah. really don't. Wasn't even on our radar till it was there. Right. Yeah. So that's one that you, maybe, maybe you have a melody or something and you brought it to practice one day. Like, yeah. how did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, were, uh, we, were, we were over at Jeremy's house recording mm-hmm. um, some of the other songs that we had, and you and I were outside, kind of like in the green room area that he had sitting out there, and we were, we were jamming, you were jamming that and showing that off. I was like, oh, that would be really good if we could pull yeah. that together. And, um, yeah, Jason and I had originally laid that down. I had the idea, went over to his house, um, and, and he and I put down the drums, put down the guitar and the basic stuff, and we listened back to it, and it was like, it's it's... There's something there, but it, it needs some work. Yeah. You know, so, so you so it wasn't an immediate hit. No. Yeah, if I remember right, no, it sounded I think I got, really happy as well. Oh, yeah. Like originally. And, it, and it might have <laughs> even gotten it might have even gotten shelved for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it did. Um, and, and and I think we turned around and put it in a minor um Ima- key. Imagine uh like matchbox twenty, but if they were from the fifties. Okay. It was really happy. So it didn't sound wow. anything like okay. it does now. Yeah, it was, yeah, but it was major. It was major, and that's what made it sound like that. And a lot of our music is minor, blues, rooted in blues, and um, we we converted it. And and, and that, that was Jason doing that. And yeah. just so you kind of get the names right here and kind of where we are, what we would always do is demo stuff with Jason and then carry it to Jeremy's studio. And, and, and that was kind of our method of, of writing and, and building that first album. Um, and... That's kind of how I just it was our workplace. Yeah, that was a complete I, well, deal what I'm along. what I'm trying to find is when when was the moment that aha moment with that song because at some point you had to play it back once and be like holy well, fuck this is a hit. It, well, we I, we brought it to Jeremy. Okay. And then we kind of deconstructed it and uh, these two right here really worked together to make it what it is now. They they was like okay we're we're gonna take these guitar riffs here in the verse we're gonna chop them out we're gonna lay new guitar riffs over it that are completely different mm-hmm. and bam yeah that was the key That's, yeah. but our fandom I think has made that song more special yeah obviously yeah uh, it wasn't one that we were ever dissatisfied with we just didn't yeah it made the final cut see, right it's yeah. got, we, I mean it, it hits we, we didn't it didn't resonate as special or you know it definitely has more impact with the people that have been promoting it which yeah. is a fan well, rightfully base. so I mean it is a yeah. fantastic think, jam like shout we, out we to Missy to, we've tried to stay away from <laughs> being too mainstream yeah 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 and, and we and we've really made that our identity and so it it was a more mainstream sounding song. So, so it's we making you like, uncomfortable that it's getting so popular? Yeah, Is that what's happening? That. Yeah, because we have to learn it now. <laughs> yeah, right, that was the other thing. And then it shows people would come up to us and like, what, are you playing deep end tonight? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, it's not even on the list. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. It, it got to where there was so much pressure there that we were just like, it, it we got to do it. Like, uh, <laughs> we're going to start a riot if yeah. we don't. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Missy Wood. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. She really and, her, and her street team. She's like, yeah. you know what? what? What Missy wants, Missy gets. All right. Yeah. Right. I, I, and next, next thing you know, the, the Facebook and Instagram is exploding with yeah. deep end. Memes. And then when you got Icon bringing banners to the shows, you're like, oh, we're, yeah, we gotta, we gotta do, do something, right? Uh, well, the, the cool thing about the the thing, I think that the message resonates. You know, the, yeah. everybody's been in one of those relationships where yes. it's, they're in the deep end and they don't know how to get out, right? Mm-hmm. And I think when you listen to the lyrics of it, and then you get the um, the content that's there. You you really 
It, it becomes one of your main lists. It's a personal song. Yeah. It's not not a lot of songs that you hear where the they, you admit that you're the dirtbag, you know? Right, yeah. I, yeah, I, I fucked up. Yeah. Well, I, I was just about to ask, were you drawing from a real experience or was that more metaphorical? But I guess it was a real experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, again, you know, a lot of our songs draw from Are Josh's that. real experiences, yeah. which is really cool because we can kind of see some of the stuff that he's going through and how he deals with it and how he manages it. And it's a good outlet for him and it's a good outlet for us as but, well. But, you know, writing music in your 30s and 40s, I think you're gonna pull more from the actual experience yeah, rather than absolutely. your opinion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a good of, point. Of That's actually a really good point. Your yeah. opinion, how lot. you see things, it's just different because you right. lived it. Yep. Right. Yeah, because because I, I, you know, I, I mean, just by you saying it, I'm thinking about all the shit I was into in my younger years and <laughs> how, like, you know, now I'll listen back to a lot of it, and a lot of it is angsty. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. and, yeah. and, and angsty or superficial. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And aren't you so glad you're not in that mind frame? Yeah. Yes. yes. You know? yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, it gets back to us eliminating that BS from right, our lives. Right. Right. Like, right. Like yeah. We yeah. are totally comfortable with who we are and. Um, vocalizing that and in, in, internally and you know i'm pretty sure missy will say one of the best things about managing us is that we keep that to ourselves and we deal with it amongst ourselves and we're easy to manage because mm -hmm. we handle those situations yeah well it's it's sloppy when when the inner like when the internal stuff get spills yeah. out spills over into the public mm -hmm. or in and then when fans are starting to discuss a rift between your band that's yeah. It's really hard to, yeah. to, to put that back in the box. Yeah, yeah I mean, you can't. rumors get out of control real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we just don't have that. Yeah. That's and good. We're all better for it. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Now, Josh, I'm assuming, I'm going to go on a limb here and say writing's probably what keeps you sane, what's how you've dealt with things throughout life. How, how long have you been writing music? I started writing songs when I was about 14. And I'm, it's about ninth grade. I was getting into the English class, and that we did a poetry segment, and I just really enjoyed it. And so I, I spent a lot of free time just writing poems and stuff, mm -hmm. and making up melodies for it, and turning them into songs. Um, I, I grew up singing in church at the age of four, so I always had an interest in music and doing a, a doing something with that, having a career out of it. Um, and so it just kind of went hand in hand whenever I fell in love with writing the words. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to do. That's something I always struggle with as, as a young, as a teenager and young adult was trying to get my emotions out in a creative way. And mm -hmm. you know, I would sometimes write stuff down and I'd go back and read it and be like, that sucks. That's dumb. Like, how do you get past yeah. that part? Damn. That, that, that <laughs> sucks part in your head. Cause I, I you know, you, we're all our, the biggest critic, right? We're right. all, you know, mm -hmm. like being, getting to that point where you feel good enough about what you've written to share it with others and then to put it on a song and sing it like this, you know, I mean, I guess you could say it's like a ballsy move or yeah. like, like, how did you get there? Because I'm sure at 14, if you go back and read some of your poems at 14, what you probably wouldn't want to read them out loud, right? right? Yeah. It's <laughs> crap, dude. It's crap. <laughs> but that's, I mean, it's part of being in band. You can pass it off of each other. Yeah. Like what, yeah. What, do you, how do yeah. you think about, what do you think about this? Well, I, I think um, you, you get yourself in a situation where you're, you're writing those things and, and the fact that you can bounce it off somebody like yeah. that, it, they kind of keep you in check and keep mm -hmm. you between the lines. Yeah. You know, um, I do know this. I mean, even this was evident when we were filming. Like, we, we're going to film 
probably 10 times the stuff that actually gets used. Like, like you got to realize there's an editing room floor here mm -hmm. that the stuff is just going to fall to the trash. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even when we entered into the, um, the, uh, the first album, we had 20 songs and we cut that down to 10, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a process of understanding that, that, that you're, you're probably the 80, 20 rule, 20%. You know, it's going to yeah. fall away. Eighty, we're going to hit eighty percent of that, right? Yeah. And uh, that's that's you get used to that. The older you get, and the more you see it, the more you become comfortable with those hitting those numbers. So, to speak. and you're just happy that you put the work in anyway, because yeah. you and still got results. And here's the other yeah. thing: it not all of it's critical. Not all of it's really critical. We're not sitting here trying to be rock and roll stars. This is this is what we do for fun. So it's if, funny you said something before the show, like. You said something that kind of stuck with me. You're like, yeah, I'm way past the wanting to be a rock star yeah. thing now. And you, you guys are doing it for fun because right. you love it. And it shows. I mean, yeah. your stage show was great. The songs are great. I'm curious about the artwork on the album. It's, it's a cool little album cover. Where'd that come from? Kenny Cavett uh, actually did that for us. Mm -hmm. Which which one are you talking about? We have like three or four of them. Well, <laughs> so the bomber, bomber, the rocket, the bomber girl. Yeah, the oh, bomber okay. girl. Okay. All right. So the bomber girl was done. We we actually hired somebody to do that. We have we we have this uh, tied to Generation X type thing, and we sit between boomers and 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 wise. So um, when we were sitting there looking at um, you know concepts, I think you come up with the first like it was a bomb, right? And I was like, man, it would really be cool to tag back to the World War Two, you know. The bomber girl, uh, girls put her yeah, on yeah, that Yeah, like bomb. all that, that, yeah. that yeah, she's look, right? that thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, so I made a few mock-ups of uh, bomber girls with, you know, the logo of Strike. Well, at the time, we didn't have a logo, so it was just a, one of those cheap, ugly, free fonts, you know, you'd put on there, yeah. Strike the Tower. And uh, it was like, it works. that's a cool concept. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and it was really try to tie back to those World War II propaganda posters. Okay. Yeah. And... Um, we ended up, none of us are artists by any means. I'm pretty sure chat GPT these days probably helps a lot of guys out. <laughs> but um, back then, we didn't have, we, that resource wasn't available. And um, we, we, we hired somebody. We went in there again. Most of the time when we have um, something that we can't do, we hire somebody. And no, we have a really solid concept. And we put it in the hands of somebody that can carry it across the goal line. That bomber girl was, was one of those. And I remember Jeremy being very animated about this thing has she has to be so hot she has to be <laughs> yeah, uh, like red hair no. like, oh, you know, I, remember it was, I, I said she has to be on fire right okay. <laughs> I, 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 you, you had a mental image right <laughs> yeah, yeah so, and i pretty much got it yeah so, I, I mean, of her image that's what i was that's thinking. where that that's particular good. one came from we, we we hired a graphic artist to take care of that for us they also did our logo yeah at uh, the same time yeah we yeah, did all that at i one did time. the same thing with our logo I, I leaned on a friend who's a graphic designer because i had this picture in my head mm -hmm. of our, our logo go and I could see it but I couldn't put it on paper right and I and it was weird trying to explain to a guy like this is what I want it to look like and he actually sent me like <laughs> he sent me like like images of different types of cartoon style it's like like different you know because I told him I wanted it to be a rooster so he went and found a whole di bunch of different types of pictures of animated roosters and sent me and I mean it had to been like a couple dozen I was like, this is the style that I'm going for. This one right here. And, the Kellogg's yeah, rooster. Yeah. yeah. Foghorn, <laughs> Foghorn Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn, right? <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. Like, you'd be surprised how much was out there. But, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, it was, actually, it was frustrating for me because I could see it but couldn't 
producing. Right. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah, we, we were kind of in the same boat. We yeah. knew that. Um, we knew that we were probably good enough to go out. We and and do something. At that time, we hadn't released our album yet. We just knew we needed something. Mm -hmm. We were going to release Salt, which was our e, uh, EP. Uh, which was the first five songs, and that was the artwork that came out of it. We had the uh, the uh, the black album. I'll say I know that sounds very cheesy because Metallica done it for a long time, <laughs> but um, it truly is our black chrome album. It's it's probably the 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 T-shirt that sells the best. It, it it is the the logo is the mm, chrome yeah. logo that we have, and they they done that for us, and we we've been able to take that and manipulate. It's a dope logo. I like. I mean, you had to have been surprised when you came up with the name Strike the Tower that it wasn't already taken. Like it, it, like it's, it sounds like a band. It sounds that, like it should have, like it's been yeah, an well, established. Yeah, band. it does. It sounds like this, an established it, band name. It, it's yeah. almost a phrase. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Or, 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 right. or slang saying or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you, one, one thing that we've gotten better at with the logos and with the with the promotions and stuff like that in the last couple of bits is just our ability to be able to tie back to those Generation X type established staples like we did the uh, stt shirts that look like stp yeah you know those are dope um, i want one by you know, the way well, use a i lot meant of, to get one to right we day, use we use I, we'll get you one taking our logo and converting it into camo and you know just doing just little weird things that 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 hit that touchstone for us if you look at our intro video our intro video is nothing but gen x stuff i mean yeah. mm -hmm. it literally is it we finished with the mtv yeah, da, 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 the MTV news <laughs> things, right? So I mean, like, like we're we're really stepping in and leaning into that generation. We're, we, we are reminding we're, people how good it used to be. Right. I'm we, saying, right? like, we're, we're <laughs> steeped we're steeped in the old timey materials. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I'm not. I, I don't like playing the generation That's game. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like playing the generation game with people. I think you know the whole boomer millennial, all that stuff. It's it's kind of annoying at this point. But I'm, I'm a Gen Xer too, yeah. and yes, life was way more fun yeah. when there wasn't a camera around all the time. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Getting like, like I find my I struggle now to get lost in things the way that I used to with like music and you know like fun. Okay, I'm not the only one. <laughs> well, it's, it's you know well, you know you got I got kids, yes. I got responsibilities. You know like back you know, when I was a teenager. Nothing made me happier than to hop in my truck and put a, an right. album on and just go. Yeah. Like, didn't matter where I was going. You just yeah. went. Yeah, back when gas was still like 99 cents. <laughs> yeah. And you go. could just drive for all day and it wasn't going to, you know, Oh, yeah. Bankrupt you. Yeah. Twenty bucks. You yeah. can ride around all day. That's right. <laughs> Twenty bucks fill you up. That'd be a week. Man. Yeah. That's yeah. A week. That's a week long. But, yeah. But or yeah. just cruise Franklin for the night. Definitely. Or if you had like a little Honda back then, you can get around about a week and a half, two weeks on a one tank of gas. Yeah. Twenty bucks and you ride around two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but it was I mean it I mean, you know, I don't want to say it was a better time, but for us, for our people our age. You know, it's There's that, no evidence. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. Who, who, knows, who knows what's going to become of this generation that's growing up completely surrounded by technology? You know, yeah. I, right. my hope is that they rise to the occasion and, and oh, we just will. make life better. We they keep will. evolving in a positive right, way. They said the same what, thing about us. And, and that's what nineties. What, what what made creation in the nineties was they had to create it from nothing. Right. They yeah. didn't yeah. have any like instant access influence. Well, nineties yeah. was an explosion of creativity and art. I mean, for sure. you know, yeah, like, for like sure. up until then, there was no 
genre. Well, I, I take that back. Run DMC and Aerosmith and and like the old thrash metal bands and the rappers yeah, from yeah. like the late '80s. They kind of started the crossover right. stuff. Yeah. Right. But that gave birth to the '90s, where you had bands like 311. You know, that Stuck were just, Mojo, come yeah. on. Yeah. These bands that were doing this wild stuff that no one had ever heard before. Yeah. And it sounded awesome. Corn, like, yeah. do you remember when that album came out? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. how yeah. crazy yeah. good I that stopped, was? I, I stopped listening to everything I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every, yeah, 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 absolutely. Rage yeah. That, Against the Machine. Yes. Yeah. I told that story on Adam, the yeah. episode. <laughs> the first time I got a hold of that tape. Yeah. 13 years, or uh, yeah, 12, 13 years old, jumping up and down on my best friend's parents' furniture. Screaming, funny. fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> funny, funny story here, last week at, at your birthday bash, um, I come in to the rooster here, my sister-in-law's here, and she's got a shirt on, and she comes walking up, and I looked at it, and I just knew what it was. It was a Rage Against the Machine original. Like, I bought this shirt in 91. It's a, it's a primary green Rage Against the Machine on it. It's got the Molotov cocktail in the back. Uh -huh. That was my shirt in 91. And I'm looking at her like, y'all have had that for 25, 30 years. And, and y'all didn't say Y'all didn't say Like, that's my shirt. Right. Like, what? I, and I remember specifically where I bought it. I bought it at Flashbacks in Concord from yeah. Josh Gillum, right. the original owner of Flashbacks. Right. It, it's like, and it was like, it was the only rock, it was like the Rock and Roll Emporium of Concord. Like it was the oh, only okay. store that you had, you would have to drive all the way to Independence to get this shirt. You can now get in Concord. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, mm -hmm. bought it right there. I got uh, suspended from school for wearing a Rage Against the Machine shirt in high school. It, had a, it was the one. I don't know if you remember this. It was a black and white shirt, and it had a dude wearing a suit holding a briefcase, and it yep. says, uh -huh. "We've determined that your system sucks." Right. Because yeah. it said sucks. Because it said your system sucks. They told me to turn it inside out, and I refused. And they sent me home and suspended me for three days. Wow. For wearing a Rage Against the Machine T-shirt mm. in high school. <laughs> I, was, I, I wonder what they can get away with now. Your policy. Oh well, sucks. I remember when they you could get you could you could get suspended or you had to change your shirt just for wearing a Guns and Roses shirt because it had guns on it. Guns they don't guns? care now. Wow. No. They do not care. Yeah, I don't remember Dude, that. I remember kids. Guns and Roses back in '86. Yes. Man, that 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 I remember yeah. kids wearing those shirts. <laughs> but you could wear a uh, beer. Yeah. Budweiser. Yeah. You could wear Corona, Budweiser, Budweiser right. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am not a I am not a part of your system. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's basically what I've. We, we talked about this before, uh, when I, or no, with Jade, our, our, the host of our open mic, when we had her on, we were talking about how it took me so long to accept that I'm not part of that world. Right. Like, that, the, the freedom that it's given me to, like, to get this place open, when I made a decision to pull the trigger on this, it's, it, 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 was, it was overnight my perspective changed. I had spent so many years, like, trying to be a part of this machine of a system that, you know and it, throughout my entire life i've always been all about counterculture and and art and everything like that but i kept trying to professionally be a part of that world mm. and, it, it, that. and i can't i just can't <laughs> thrive in that environment yeah and i found my place it just it's for me it, it just sucks that it took 40 fucking years to get there you know yeah. But I'm finally comfortable now just saying, fuck that. Like, this is what I'm doing. This is where yeah. we're at. Better than ever. Yeah. yeah. And the people are so much cooler and nicer. And right. so you try to do that in a corporate environment, they're like, ooh, what's wrong with you? Why are you yeah. like this? There's a lot of fear, intimidation, <laughs> and like a lot of like, you know, power, like things like power hungry people are the worst people on the planet, mm -hmm. dude. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they they're the they are they're just the worst people. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you can always tell who a suit is. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I prefer the democracy of art. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. You yeah. get, by, get by on your own. You know, you, you know, the people that don't rest on their laurels, the people that keep working, keep striving, you, know, you build a fan base, you build an audience, and you keep, you know, there's a back and forth. There's, there's a fair exchange of goods there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you guys experience it. I mean, just like you said, the fans have demanded that deep end be in your set list. You know, it's funny. I, I when, you, when Jeremy showed up and said y'all shot that video all day yesterday, I was like, "Oh, you shooting a video for Deep End?" He said, "Absolutely not." <laughs> <laughs> we're willing to back up a little bit. I don't know if we yeah. want to back up that. Far. Right, right. right. <laughs> uh, f- funny story about about the Deep End thing was after it was revamped the second time, it was actually revamped a third time yeah. before we would play it out live. We right. did not want to play the version that was on the record that everybody was listening to. We wanted to give them something a little spicier, so mm-hmm. we came up with the version that we play live now. Yeah, yeah. which is not on record. Which is you're right. It's just right, cool. but it also meets kind of our new needs and the taste of what we do. Yeah, too. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. So everybody wins. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy, I want to ask you. Um, every time you perform, you have a uniform. Mm-mm. No. All right, common mistake. I am mistaken for Brady all the Brady, time. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. tell him the Lily story. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Bruce talked about two or three years ago. Everybody's like, you know, kind of getting on Brady and I for having this doppelganger between each other. All right. Similar beards, bald head, whatever. Um, so, as a trick, he and I switched hats. I wore the goggles. We took a selfie, sent it to my daughter. I was like, all right, which one's your dad? She goes, <laughs> It's the one on the right. And I'm like, I'm on the left. <laughs> <laughs> so all the time. But no, uh, Brady's got a, uh, he's always done this. He's got a very, very slick look. Yeah. Um, yeah, from day one, man. Great he, presentation. He 1920s was steampunk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 yeah I it's mean, starting it's to a, affect me a little bit. I, 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 I've, I've pulled that, that gig now for the last, what, two shows? Two, yeah. Two shows. It's, it definitely steps up the showmanship. Yeah, um, and um, it gives a very polished look. Yeah, that, to what that we're 20s noir about. look, man, that looks. You can you can count on me to be in a t-shirt and a hat. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can right. count on me <laughs> to do that. Or a tank. Yeah. A tank. Yeah. That that is the best part about doing what we do is just getting to dress comfortably. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're, we're t-shirts Jeez every day. T-shirts. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of T-shirts, shout out to Fifty Flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that this shirt is making gift. the rounds. That shirt is making the rounds. Yeah. It's yeah. great. I got this yeah. from 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 the guys in Fifty Flies at the birthday party. It's yeah. my birthday gift. Thank yeah. you, fellas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we love shout Chip. Out to Chip. Yeah, Chip and that crew is just great. Yeah, they've yeah. Been, they've been wonderful friends, family supporters. They're always at the shows. Yeah, you know, right. we love that. And that's yeah. shout out to Missy CMM. She created that family environment. Yeah, that right. that that massive support and love. Yeah, and, man. Even before we were a part of CMM, Fifty Flies really like took us in and mm-hmm. and made us feel welcome. Yeah. How did you get hooked up with CMM? How did that come so about? So Josh and I went to. Um, it was the album sh- release party for Award of Win. Award of Win had an album release party in Green Greenville. Uh, that was Radio Room. Radio yeah, Room. Yeah, Greenville, South Carolina. So, um, uh, Robert, that was a part of that band, had said he wanted us to meet somebody. And it was Missy. And uh, Missy and I and Rob, her husband, we were, uh, Josh, we were just in the parking lot and just shooting our vision of the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were on common ground. We uh, decided to ask the rest of the members if she'd entertain, if they'd entertain Missy for... Uh, what she would like to present, uh, what she does, what she's able to do for us and stuff. And 
we uh, we went right in and, and and decided, okay, let's try this, let's do this, and it's been a great experience. It's been a great experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> who said it? God, who said it best? I think it was um, one of y'all said it best. Strength in numbers. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it is, and it's it's working. Yeah, yeah, and, and for the first time in my career, I, we got to open for National Acts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All thanks to her yeah. and her. Pool is that the Amos' and... show? So yeah, the... Uh, the the Wednesday thirteen, uh, the and the week prior to that, we opened for Smile Empty Soul, uh, and then we had the party out back just a few week, a few weeks ago. When we've got yeah. to open for Craig Campbell and Petey Pablo. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. not something we could have done on our own. Yeah, I mean, not at the game that we're at even right now. We we yeah no. Yeah. Or we, we may not have even had that vision to do that. That's right. Right. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't something that would have been on your radar right. you know, otherwise. Right, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. it's about, hey, who's on tour that we want to get up with? And we, <laughs> and we have, we, literally, like, we, we'll have these conversations, like who is on tour that yeah, we want to play this, with this year. Mention this one to Missy. Goals. It's in about four or five months. Big act, but she can do it. Right, yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that something that's not announced yet? No, no, no. We're not announcing scoop? anything. Are, are you hinting to something? <laughs> no, but it's 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 this um, it's this strategic plan that we'll sit down and look at and say, this is where we want to be, and we now have the tools to get there. Yeah. So we can now dream further than what we would have done before. Yeah, cool. That makes sense. Uh, um, speak a little bit about um, you know I don't I don't know who's married, who's not, who's got kids, who's not, but. We're all in the same age group, so how's it been like with the game, the the rise of your popularity, managing the family life versus the yeah. the rock star life, so to speak? I'll get back to that whole we taking the BS out of it, and and we each one of us are married, each one of us have kids, right? I'm, I'm single. Yeah, well, well, that's a good. That, ladies, <laughs> I'm single. <laughs> But it doesn't change the fact that he's also dealing with it's a complicated family structure just yeah. like any of us are. Yeah, I'm a caretaker for my dad. He's got the kids. I got a few kids. You got a couple kids. Yeah, right, it's, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We all we all have that family dynamic that comes first. Yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's what I'm getting at. Is is it it is one of those things that, that I know that if it comes down between band and Josh's family, it's Josh's family. Josh's family. And, and that's just the way it is. And uh, because of our ego is checked and our our bs is left at the door we know that that's okay because we honestly I, I, if you ask each one of us each one of us tell you this is our last ride so we cherish this thing yeah more so travis said the same thing about scars yeah yeah it, we know it's our life we we feel like yeah. it's our last ride and and since we feel like that we cherish it we care for it much more yeah and we're we're very careful with 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 how we take band and pull it into family. I'm not saying that it doesn't it doesn't have conflicts. Like I mean, it, it does. Like yeah, sometimes we, all, we can't do things because the family dynamic yeah. is there. And, yeah. But yeah. I mean, we we have, have you, that love and understanding of each other's position, and and we nurture the strength of this band through that attitude. Yeah. yeah. It <laughs> there's an opportunity here for me to. Uh, ring our own bell. Have Have any of your kids been able to come to your shows? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're both of y'all. Yeah. 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 yeah I wouldn't mind. Of course. Uh, I've got a 25. I have the oldest kid out of the group. Yeah. So he's 25, and he's there almost every show. Yeah, Jeremy's right. fucking in high yeah. school. In fact, actually, wow. well, he's Jer- one of- Jeremy was getting laid before he's in a band. <laughs> 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 I 
um, but he's interested in photography with this bit too and stuff. Yeah. So he's he's, he's he loves the scene. He's yeah. participating. He loves the scene. Yeah. Oh god, cool. and that's so cool having a kid that loves the scene. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling to get my daughter on board. Yeah, you know, she's 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 twelve. <laughs> And she she's into music. She listens to a lot of hip hop music and stuff. And and I've tried to get her to come to shows here. And she's been here for a couple. Like you know, she's been into it sometimes. Sometimes she's not. Yeah. And I just I hope that as she grows older, that she grows to appreciate you know what we've done here and and, and appreciate the scene you know for what it is. Because I think she she's gonna be she's gonna have a. a a life that involves art on yeah. some level. Right. Yeah. 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 But well, um, that's my kids been and it it's one of those things that's either pay attention or not. And there's always there's always a sketchbook and art supplies mm, to keep yeah. them busy. Yeah. But then it was the punk show with um Van Huskins and Yaller mm. when Yaller got on stage, the head went up, the pencil went down, and I went, Let's go to the front. Yeah. You wanna go to the front? Yeah. How's that spelled? Yaller. Y-A-L-L apostrophe R-E. Okay. I, I think I just listened to a track of them actually one or two days ago. It was on a music mix. Rotation. Really? Yeah. yeah. They're out of uh, the Shelby, Shelby, yeah. Shelby area. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty fantastic. They're, uh, there's, their singer and guitar player are a father-daughter, mm -hmm. and they are also in the Dancing Fleas, yeah. which is a ukulele party music band mm -hmm. that have also played here. But, they were but just one thing that took the click. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all it took, and I was like, yeah. Hey, you want to go to the front? Come on, let's yeah. go to the front. And I, watching that, I like this. It clicked. It and going to the front of the stage and it lighting up. And my my husband also being a musician back there, just all right, we did it. Yeah. We got her. We got him up. We got through to her. <laughs> we got through to her. So yeah, now so, we know my kid likes punk. So, so my my <laughs> oldest my oldest has seen us plugged in. The youngest hasn't seen us plugged in live yet. We we played yeah. um, one acoustic show. Uh, where it was like an open mic thing. We were trying to, to venture off into a little bit of an acoustic show thing. Yeah. And um, my daughter was able to come see that, and I think we got it filmed. And, and you could hear her in the background, go, Daddy, go, Daddy. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so precious. And that, that's what I loved about Michael's show, too, the, the, the kids at the front. I know some were Travis's. I don't know who else's children were up there, but I called it the baby pit, and I just loved it. Because oh, yeah. They were right going in, in circles. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yay. Yeah, my, my and then six I heard go, my, daddy, go, and stuff like that. He was in a, I had a six-year-old and a three-year-old. Oh, okay. Yours were there? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah we got, someone got the video of them all dancing around together, yeah. and it was really I, I beautiful. I think the balloons was the key to getting them comfortable that night. Like they, when we first got here, they were all withdrawn and like, oh, yeah. I, I want to be right up your butt, you know. Yeah. Well, and the biggest child here is the one that put the balloons <laughs> on. <laughs> but but once they got their hands on the balloons, man, it was it was it was on. It was yeah. It. yeah. And so I bring that up to say that you know this is a family friendly venue. It is. So mm -hmm. you can bring your kids to our shows. Yeah, we yeah. love that. We we and the attitude at the front door is, is that this is a safe environment. Yeah, so, yeah, yes. so d don't give me no bullshit about not being able to find a babysitter, okay? No. You can bring them yeah. down here and yeah, it's cool. To the roost. Yeah. yeah. The you said it better than me. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, I, before, before we wrap up, I will say this. Uh, it's funny, when you, when you go off and you do something on your own, you know, what I have found is that the people that you were counting on and relying on to be some, your biggest supporters, oftentimes they just disappear from your life completely. Mm -hmm. And then you, but what you find is you find this 
all these new doors open, all these new relationships, mm-hmm. and you find kind of a new home mm-hmm. and a new family to be a part of. And, and that's why I'm so grateful to you guys. That's why I'm so grateful to Missy. I love mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, you know, the CMM family kind of helped, helped me you know, with all the, 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 the internal struggle of like, is this going to work or not? Sure. You made it a little easier for to, Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's made it a little mm-hmm. bit easier for me. It's given me a little more hope and a little more motivation. And, um, and I'm just grateful. It's, it sucks that the people that you, in your life that you think are your biggest supporters, biggest fans, they're never the ones that are there. You know? right. and, it's like that, you know, and you have to evolve and you have to grow. And if you're not on the bus, I'm leaving you behind. It's, yeah, that, yeah, that's the other thing is like being, being comfortable saying, all right, well, fuck off. Like I'm going this way and you can either come with me or – you know, I'll see you when I see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's that's kind of where I'm at now with mm-hmm. those those people in my and life. A lot, of, a lot of times, it's the people that you would never expect that you would have to leave behind and cut off. Yeah, but and it's also the ones that you never expect that actually are like, hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I met Ariel. I think the first time we met was at the thing at Rusty Rabbit where you got you and Timmy were set up. Was that before that, the that, raise the roost? Yeah, yeah, it was way before. Oh, it was uh, their block party. Their yeah, very it was the Testarossa was doing yeah. a block party yeah. show, and and they had a few vendors out there. Actually, and, I talked Buddy's brother Tim into doing that. Yeah, and, that, yeah. and that's how I, <laughs> I met them, and just yeah, a random meetup, yep. and and her and Timmy followed all of our progress getting open, and now she's the co-host of Rooster Radio. She is yeah. Misfit Market, like mm-hmm. she's one of the biggest MC. parts of what we do, <laughs> and just from a random you know met her at a show. Yeah. <laughs> and I was I was a part of the Charlotte music scene before um, I had my kid, but you know I was like, no, I'm pregnant, and mm-hmm. if a mosh pit breaks out, I'm gonna kill somebody right. if they touch yeah. my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I took a, a nice long break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're the same way. I mean, I, I think there's a point, roughly about your mid twenties, where you realize you gotta you gotta stick this thing in gear and make something out of it, yeah. or yeah. you won't have anything. Right. And um, I think we're we're examples of that. I mean, we're, we're yeah. not we're not geniuses by any means. And obviously, that shows you how strong music grind. is because it pulled us back. Yeah. yeah. Into doing this thing we love, we just have you know a stronger <laughs> footing for it now. Yeah, we we definitely have a better structure set up to be able to handle. I love so. how mature you guys are. I do. Like it, I'm, yes. it's admirable. Like it's it's inspiring to me the the mature way you guys are approaching things. It's it's refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very. Well, well, trust me. Like when we were we were here last. I mean, we had we had issues last time we were here. Like with with the way the stage ended up getting set up. We came in. We were we were thought it was the same way it was last time. That was exactly our intentions. And since we were headlining, we figured all the problems would be figured out by the time we got on stage. It was the biggest failure that we we've, we've probably seen trying to get started on a show in a long time. We took it right back to the house. We got we we huddled up. We talked about it. We said, this won't happen again. This is what we're going to do to stop it. And we maturely handled it. We addressed the reasons why it happened. And some of them weren't all that comfortable, yeah. to be honest with you, because some of them were my fault. And, and, and I know when I'm, I'm talking, and I'm talking 90% to myself, I know that, 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 that I'm being a mature person and handling To this the point, that is defined maturity right there. Life is like, very short and mm-hmm. there's no time. For fussing and fighting, my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of want to end the show right, right? now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I feel like that's where we should that's end a good it. One. <laughs> but let's do a send off before we wrap up. Uh, go ahead and tell our audience, you know, all the socials, where to find you. 
you know, we, we know they'll be here on June 24th for the Rooster Olympics. Yep. We don't know what spot you'll be in yet. We'll find out in two more weeks. But uh, tell everybody where to find you, and we'll get out of here. Well, guys, we are Strike the Tower. You can find us on all streaming platforms, whether it be Spotify, iHeartRadio, Deezer, Apple Music, Amazon, uh, you know, all that good stuff, Google Play. And you can find us on Instagram. We're also on TikTok and Facebook. Uh, we've got a lot of exciting things happening. We just got done filming a music video that's going to be released soon. So keep an eye out for that. And right after that, we're going to be releasing a brand new single. So you're going to want to pre-save on that, too. Don't forget to come see us here at the Rooster next month on the 27th for the Rooster Olympics. Yes, sir. It's actually this month. The 24th. Oh, the 24th. June 24th. It's the 24th. June 24th. <laughs> Edit that. Chop. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't release this on June 25th. <laughs> now, this should be out in a couple days. Yeah. Thanks again for doing this, fellas. I really appreciate yeah. your time. And, uh, yeah, check us out. Yep. Peace and love.